0: Thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems.
1: Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Papercut Podcast. My name is Jared Goce.
0: I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Jacob Rudowski. Uh, please tell us what you're up to, or a bit about yourself. I actually didn't interview you the first time; it was just Jared. So it this was a is solo
2: interview, yeah.
1: Jared.
0: Kind of brand new, anyways.
2: Um, I'm Jacob. I'm, um, I guess, I'm a singer-songwriter. That would be the the reason why I'm here. Uh, what else? I don't know. Uh, right. I'm currently at a, a cottage at Falcon Lake. I'm feeling very, um, very lucky to be here. And. So all I have to say.
0: You're a radio so, DJ. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I
2: host a radio show on CKW. This is like, yeah, it's, it's nice to be interviewed and not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: we're going to flip the script a little bit. If you have any questions for us, though, uh, feel free yeah. to interject.
2: <laughs> I do. Um, uh, you know, I am, I am a bit of a control freak. So I do, uh, I do prefer asking the questions for-
1: Okay, then. Ask away. We're okay. <laughs> your interview subjects for the next, uh, whatever, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go back a little bit because when we spoke, uh, Kakagi yeah. was just wrapping up. I think you yeah. guys were just on the tail end of your shows. So, uh, take us from there. Uh, you had your own release come out. And uh, I guess take us uh, a couple of months back a little bit from there on. Fill,
2: fill yeah, so I guess we spoke right before I, um, I did that show at the Poppy. I guess last year yes right so yes yeah, so we did the show the show was great um it was fun EP went out um I didn't I like I have two jobs so I, I play music and write songs and stuff um and that's one of the things that I love a lot and the other thing I love a lot is uh, running summer camp so I spent my summer at a summer camp uh and then immediately after that I went I flew to Germany and uh toured the record a bit for about two weeks uh, in Germany with my friends, uh, Ellen Fraze and Danny Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had, I didn't like, I didn't know them at the time. We just kind of all got thrown together for this tour and- Okay, wait,
0: how do you just get thrown together for a tour?
2: glaze this, over that. This, uh, this record, this driven record label called Double Duck Records. Um, they were in town, so they put together this, these tours called these Youngbloods tours and they just kind of throw three different singer-songwriters together. Yeah. From all over, all over the world, and it, it, for our tour, it turned out that we were all from Canada. But so a, it turned out good. It, you know, it was great. Would you recommend um, it? Very much so. I was supposed to go back. We're supposed to go do another one in September. Uh, I don't think it's happening anymore. I think it's happening in March now. But um, no, I mean, like uh, since then, Alan has uh, come to Winnipeg a couple times, and we actually spent about a week out in Falcon in this last January with our friend Campbell Woods sort of writing songs and singing together and stuff. So
0: Talk about a day at that place. Like how do you, like a songwriting retreat, some people just don't know what that's like. I don't know yeah, what it's like. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand it.
1: Is there any structure or is it just
2: you guys <laughs> get to dictate how the day goes? There was no structure. And I think we all became acutely aware of that after like the second day. Um, but we were staying out in Falcon trails. So, uh, they've got these beautiful little cabins on the lake. Um, so we were there and like these beautiful little cabins, there's not a ton of room in them. It's basically just like beds and like one sitting area around a fire. So we just kind of sat in a semicircle for like hours and hours at a time, uh, sometimes writing. And we spent a lot of time like sort of arranging each other's songs. Like, uh, cause we, we had this show at snow dance at the end of the week. That was kind of our like finish line we were going to play at snowdance and play what we come what up a, with, so
0: that's a big deadline what a
2: <laughs> yeah we spent a lot of time honestly you know uh for me it was a real like boot camp in singing harmony because that's not something oh, i have a, um, a whole lot of experience with sort of I, I used to do musical theater as a kid but since i've been writing music and stuff i'm mostly just the only singer or there'll be like one harmony line so this was like an ellen uh, ellen comes from a pretty pretty serious bluegrass background so she's like really. Uh, her old band uh, is called In With The Old, and they were like all three part harmony all the time.
0: Sounds like they would be.
2: Yeah. So we. Uh, so we spent a lot of time working on that. We there was like one night we stayed up like two in the morning, li- lying on the floor on our backs in the dark from like 10 till 2, just singing uh, Our House by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going crazier and crazier. Um, but it was fun. So we, we you know, we uh, we wrote some songs together. We, we really helped each other a lot. Like I brought a bunch of sort of almost finished songs uh, that they helped me finish and sort of vice versa and kind of put the set together. So yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of unorthodox, and that we're also all like really close friends. So like, there's a lot of like hanging out involved, and like not being super productive all the time. But
0: so, do you have new songs out of that, or new arrangements of your old songs?
2: Uh, both, both. Okay,
0: so uh, then when you play your your EP, your songs from your record, do you play them the same as they're recorded? Now that you've rearranged them,
2: um, not necessarily. I kind of like. Uh, I like the idea that songs should be able to be sort of dressed up and down in different ways and still work.
0: Mm, like a Lady uh, Gaga approach. Like, like, like Lady <laughs> Gaga,
2: exactly. Uh, so um, I kind of like to sort of cater the, the arrangement of the tune to who's playing it. So if I'm playing a solo, it'll sound one way. If I'm playing with a trio with uh, Tim Eskierski and Corey Hickaway, who I've been playing around with a bit, um, that'll sound different. Versus if I'm playing it with Campbell and Ellen, that'll sound different. So, kind of letting the letting the arrangement dictate the, the arrangement.
1: And so, are you familiar with all of those arrangements? Like, if you have the three piece versus just you, like, do you need any time to adjust to it?
2: or i kind of just making it up as you go along. But uh, <laughs> I've got, like, general ideas. You sort of have, like, an idea for feel, like, where you want the, the downbeat to be. Oh, fair. And then from there, you just kind of go. Interesting. So, so
0: now you have a radio show. How's that going? I love it. Okay, yeah. let me just, like... Before this, I love that show so much. And okay. I am, like, so – I don't want to say jealous, but <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> it's, it's I feel like the- – okay, I feel like the relationship between Jacob and I now is a little bit we, like, you know, mess There's around some- with each other. We yeah. kind of, like, get on each other's skin sometimes. So I'm trying to, like, keep it nice and, like, clean what, what for the viewers, you know? Really but I'm you. so jealous of your format, and it's just so really get into their brains. You just know your guests so well. Oh, thanks! That's really kind. It's um, so cool. Like even like the one with like Claire and Bailey, they're just so good, and you guys are laughing. It's like, oh my gosh! So like, anybody's you, ever laughed on our show? Just kidding. <laughs>
2: hey, except us, we laugh. And, yeah, yeah, we laugh yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Is Everyone's
0: on? like, how long is this? <laughs> um,
2: you know, it's it's like the one good idea I've ever had. It's an amazing idea. (laughs) It's it's like I I had that idea for years and years and years. That just because it just comes from like every time I hang out with another musician or songwriter that I don't know very well, instinctually I always want to play for them music I like and Mm -hmm. find out what they're listening to. You know, and like when I find like a new band that I love on Spotify or whatever, the first thing I want to know is like what were they listening to when they wrote this? Mm, Right? Because honestly.
0: and Why do you care what they listen to? Because well, I'm so bad at finding.
2: Oh, you're, you're bad at it's,
0: finding music. It's
2: totally selfish. I listen to the same five bands over and over and over again. So and if you do like a band, bands?
0: you go to what they listen to, and that just, like, expands your the amount of bands you listen to by, like, four or yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's just, like, a thing that, like, music nerds do with each other. Like, people just love to play music for each other. Like, oh, I discovered this band that no one's heard of. You're going to love it, blah, blah, blah.
1: So then of, um, all, of all the guests you've had on right now, who has introduced you to a band that you had no idea about, but you've fallen in love with since? Oh, well, that's a good question.
2: <sighs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a, a cop-out, but like, so I had my friend Campbell on the show right before we went out to Falcon together. And I think this is that also is a cop-out. <laughs> I know it's a total cop-out, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. And I, I, I don't want to take say your
0: second that. choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
2: Um, it's like it's funny right like there's the the people that come on the show that i share similar music taste with i often find the most that i like but it's also like i'm aware that i'm just staying well within my sort of comfort zone corner of what's your
0: comfort zone comfort zone yeah it's
2: like it's like uh lyric forward americana folk rock Mm -hmm. it's kind of my what i like i like i like like full band arrangements but good lyrics
1: so when you're picking guests, are you actively trying to pick people you know are going to have
2: different tastes than you? It's it's a delicate balance between trying to find people that I know will have different tastes than me and trying to find people that will say yes. Delicate uh, balance, yeah. I'm sure you guys know know the struggle, right? It's like, you don't want to, it's like, okay, so I've, got, I've had like four conversations with person X on various platforms and once in person. Can I now pitch them to come in? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, for us, it's, I'm, I'm usually the booker of yeah. guests. It's pretty straightforward. I just go, Hey, you want to come on the show on Sunday? And they say yes or no. And that's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm more sensitive to rejection than you are. I think. Hey, you same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why, <I laughs> that's why I she points it. it. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, but it has been super fun, and it's um, it's a really nice way, too, to just kind of, like, catch up with people you're, like, kind of friends with, but not necessarily going to, like, spend a day with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, have, like, totally. a nice, like, hour hang in the in the, in the radio station. So has- that's
0: how I, f- oh, sorry, go ahead, Jared.
2: No, sorry, you can go first. I'll- I'll- I was just
0: going to say, that's how I feel, like, during this, like, quarantine time is mm-hmm. that I, like, miss catching up. For like 10 minutes, five minutes with those exactly. people that are sort yeah. of outside on the exactly. periphery of my life, like you know, like definitely. I miss bumping into you, Jacob, and yeah, stuff and right. just like shooting shit for a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to phone you. Exactly. When I don't have anything to talk to you about. Well, except wanna wanna, like, for right
1: now. I, I just want to comment
0: man. on like people in yeah. bands and stuff that are directly in front of us. <laughs> and nothing else, and there's no bands in front of me, so I don't have to talk to you. But I so, miss it.
1: <laughs> so has the show been able to go on uh, with like without any
2: hitch uh, during all of this, or do you have yeah, any have- uh, banked um, episodes? I don't have any. I didn't have any banked episodes, but I've just been doing it over the phone, and it's been working fine. I just like plug my cell phone into my recording interface and do it. The first, the first, the test run was with Al Simmons, oh. and that was like the best day of my life. Right? That
0: one was so fun. That was, such a, good that was
2: such a good episode. He's such a pro, too. He just interviews himself. Like, he just, like, I say one word. and He's like, oh, here's this, like, perfectly formed anecdote I've told 20 times. That's very funny and has a yes. lesson in it. You did know you, what you mean? catch
0: his uh, episode on our podcast? I
2: did. I did.
0: Yeah. So it, that's how we felt, too. It's just, yeah. like, you could just give him a, and he was just like – You'd be like snow, yeah. and would be like, "Oh, yeah, totally!" And so I got stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I was just totally nerding out too because I'm such a mm-hmm. fan of his, and have been for mm-hmm. long. And like, you know, I'm sure he's heard that a thousand times. But um, so yeah, it's been going okay. It's it's nice to like take the hour on, of the day and and do the interview, and kind of catch up with someone. It's like it's a little weird not doing it in person. Like I definitely prefer.
0: Was it in studio before?
2: Yeah, like most of the time, we either in studio or just like I'd record it in person at my house.
1: Oh, okay, and then just send it in or, yeah. Yeah, so then people just fun.
2: come over and we just yeah. do it in my basement.
1: Do you find that the interviews are, I don't want to say easier, but do you find that they flow a little bit better when you're at your place, when you're more comfortable, or do you find that in the studio setting it's easier to get a little more professional?
2: I think it, it depends on who's, who I'm interviewing. I think it's sometimes easier to interview someone I don't know as well to at the studio, like at, at CKW, because sure. so, like you said, it's a little bit more formal. But at the same time, that's also like a great way to kind of like break the ice really quick with someone I don't know that well is like, yeah, come over to my house and like my puppy's going to greet you at the door. And like, we can like sort of hang out for 10 minutes before we start recording.
1: Right,
0: right. Yeah, sort of so- sometimes the, the setting is like, okay, this is showtime. Like we, exactly. we got this much time and we got to do this now, but in a more casual setting. Mm-hmm it can sometimes get away from you right
2: yeah i do like the live version of doing it in the studio just that like everything you say is sort of on the record in there and like i've got like a cool mixer board in front of me and like cool microphones (laughs) cool mixer
1: board is definitely like a it's a nice (laughs) little tool to have
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it makes me feel real real legit you know
1: right right right. (laughs) so aside from the show um what have you
2: been doing to keep busy during quarantine um i'm making a new record right now. Um, this is, it's been a goal of mine really for, I've, since I've moved back to Winnipeg, I've put out like three EPs, three EPs with Kikagi or no, two EPs with Kikagi and then one solo EP. Uh, and I've never really done a full length album and I'm such a big like album guy. I like, I like when an artist puts out like 11 songs and, you know, tracks one through 11 are perfect and make sense and like lead into each other. Yeah. Um, and I've just always found that to be like a really daunting idea. Um, and but now I'm, I'm so that's what I'm working on right now. And it's kind of kind of thrown a wrench in my plans with with this, obviously this coronavirus stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of allowed me to spend a little bit more time with it. So I'm, I'm happy. about that too. So, the, so what is to-
0: your what's your line of thought or story when you're doing this album? And how does that compare with your line of thought or story with your EP?
2: Um I've been really lucky uh so I, on last time I was on the show uh we talked a, a little bit about uh John K Sampson so obviously I'm a big fan of his Uh so this year um I I was lucky enough I got a mentorship grant from C- Creative Manitoba um so him and I are doing sort of a mentorship thing
0: Oh there you go Yeah
2: so that's and cool. how that's so that and that's kind of informed every aspect of the record so the mentorship we basically decided was just going to be we're going to he's going to help me work on this record so we started with just acoustic guitar, like song demos. And we went through every song with like a fine tooth comb and like picked apart the lyrics, picked apart the the themes, picked apart the ideas. Um, Talked about melody and and arrangement and stuff. Uh, And then he hooked me up with uh, Jason Tate, uh, the drummer from The Weeknd plays at Bahamas as well. Uh, And then so Jason and I separately have worked on, worked on the songs and worked on like arrangement and feel and recorded all the sort of basically every song started as acoustic guitar, vocals and drums. Uh, And then from there, so right when coronavirus hit was right after we finished basically recording acoustic guitar, drums, and bass. Okay. Uh, So now we're kind of in the process of just like stripping everything back away and, and rebuilding it all.
0: So here's a question about picking a mentor or trusting a mentor. Like who's to say that any of the things that he's telling you are good? Like you're saying you're, that you're going with him and with a fine tooth comb and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, who's to say that any of his advice is worth anything? And I know that's like a, a pretty heated question, but yeah, yeah. you had to make that choice, right? Sure. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I guess I have to say it. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, yeah, you
0: are. <laughs> yeah, you're to say it. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, for me, like, like I, you know, John and I, we've known each other for a couple years now and we've sort of hung out on and off, like, we've gone for coffee every now and then um, and talked about songwriting and just. From those conversations, I, you know, we, we have very similar ideas around songwriting and around what what makes a good song and and what what lyrics sh- should look like. And sort of, you know, we talk a lot about too about like what lyrics are appropriate to be coming from my mouth and what aren't, what isn't. Can hmm, you, know you I mean?
1: elaborate on that a little bit more?
2: Yeah, I guess just like what's what's my story to tell and what isn't and what is oh, yeah, what what should be said and what shouldn't be said and I guess like I don't know I, I think now there's just a lot of I talk about that on the internet I'm trying not to pull my foot in my mouth too hard here but I don't know uh I just think that you know like I, I want to talk about my personal experiences yeah uh, and also acknowledge that like my personal experiences come from a place of immense privilege right? Um, and so and like I like writing sad songs you know so making sure that I guess what those songs are talking about it's not like not Dis, in implying that this. Yeah, is like discounting
0: me. anybody else's experience exactly. and saying like I'm sad, but I'm sad for X and Y. Exactly. And exactly. getting too romantic, I'm putting that in quotes with lyrics is really stepping on the yes. on the disrespectful I
1: think, side of things. That's, I guess. that's really good to be
2: conscious of. Yeah, yeah. and well, because I don't know, and like you know, it's important to be able to stand up on any stage and say these things out of my mouth in front of whoever. And not yeah. feel like a jerk. Right. <laughs> or, yeah, because
0: oh, you don't know smart. who your audience is going to be. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and I've right. you know, i had issues, in, like I, you know, I've got some more political songs, that, like on like election night, for example, on the Kikagi record, um, is like kind of like a, it's like an anti-Trump, pro-Trump protest song. It's kind of written, written from the perspective of someone that voted for Trump, but like the whole idea is that it's a that we're all human. Anyway, blah blah blah. I'm not going to get into it. But I've certainly put my foot in my mouth several times on stage, just by like taking a stand, and that it's not. My stand to take. I don't live in the states. I don't. Uh, I don't really like. Obviously, I have an opinion about politics in the states, but I don't really need to. Right. You know what I mean. Interesting. So that's uh, kind of
0: a bit of a safe, a safe lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah, you're yeah, in like, Canada, so you're performing primarily in Canada, right? Yeah. So you got um, to make that mistake. Yeah, then
2: I made the mistake. So I was in. I was at the Banff Center a couple years ago doing like a singer songwriter um, program there. And mm-hmm. so they bring in these, these mentors from Nashville. And he's like, amazing, amazing singer-songwriter. There's this one woman, uh, her name is Kim Ritchie. I was just like, totally enamored with her. She sang with like, everyone. Uh, and she's just this like, wise, wise, wise woman. Amazing uh-huh. song. And I go into my like, one-on-one with her, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna impress her with this song. Like, I'm gonna just, you know, this is my best song, blah, blah, blah. Sing it, you know, and it's about politics. She's gonna identify. And then I finish singing it and she's like, Ugh, that's not your son to sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wow. just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah! Wow, completely flipped it. But but like valid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well,
2: and that, yeah. and that's why you go there. You need that kind of criticism totally. From, totally. from those people, right? Totally. Um, and that's and and then and then going back to the mentorship with John, you know, that's something I really value with the mentor is someone that is not afraid to tell you your stuff sucks. Right. Or just like, yes, I ag- I understand you have put so much work into this one piece, but you just have to let it go because it's not right.
0: Yeah, I think where my question was more like, why? What is there some point where he's just like, yeah, this sucks, and you just like, screw you, junky.
1: Screw you. That's sacrilegious.
2: Yeah. That could be the last song on your album. You know what? We had a, we had a conversation the other day. Um, so we're we're at eleven songs right now, and we're trying to work on like track listing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you we were talking to the phone the other day and he was like uh, I'm gonna be really really brutal with you here but like I don't think the song really fits with the rest of them and in my gut I like i had been listening to the 11 songs over and over again trying to re- rearrange them and like I always got stuck at that one spot and I didn't realize it was the song I thought it was just where it was in the track listing mm. uh, but that was a moment where I was just like yeah oh, yeah okay you're right and like if I was super attached to that song I would have fought back on it but there was like something kind of innately like in my subconscious I was like no you kind of knew that all along I mean or this is just like you know the power and balance because I've been listening to his music since I was 15 right uh, but either way I'm fine with it yeah you
0: know? nice that's actually so cool that uh you have that opportunity to do yeah that.
2: that's that's kind of how I feel like it's just yeah. sort of when am I ever going to be able to do this ever again never never oh, so it's like never
0: you'll never get the money from
2: ever the ever, ever ever again ever. A the last time but and um, the, you know the, sorry sorry no no no, continue the way i kind of look at it too is just like you know a music a music career is such like a precarious thing and like for me too like i'm like a songwriter i'm not a session guitar player uh i don't want to tour a ton all the time so it's like if i only make you know one big record that i actually like spend money on and and try and promote and put out and whatever like if this is going to be it i'm i'm cool with that
1: Sick. That's fantastic. Well, great uh, way to end it. Yeah, we have to wrap it up there. But uh, right. thank you so much, Jacob, for uh, for catching up with us on this quick cut. Thanks, we guys. Appreciate it. Um, and Liv. Oh yeah. Thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us on, us on PaperCut,
0: Papercut Podcast. Podcast.
1: Thanks. You can really tell the lag, eh? <laughs>